This is the Intuitive Leadership Mastery Podcast. What would it take for you to double your profits and half your stress with your intuition? Learn how with your host, Michael Light. Hi, welcome back to the Business Intuition Interviews. I'm here with Michael Rotoski, if I'm saying your name right. Yep. Yep, it's uh, got a silent H in there, (laughs) which got me confused for a while. So we're going to be talking about using intuition in your business. And I know you have a very interesting story, Michael. Uh, You've done a lot of different things in life, worked in big companies, started your own business. So how, how do you use intuition in work and business? Yeah, I, um, I love that you're doing this because I, um, I say no to a lot of stuff. And, and when, this, when he sent me this email, I was like, oh, my gosh, I, I would love to, love to talk about this um, because I, I really live my life um, through my intuition. And, and for me, intuition, it's, my, um, it's a felt sense in my body. Um, it's like it's like from that place kind of between my heart and my solar plexus. And for me, like that's that's my I have a built in lie detector mm. um, that I, that's like very well calibrated. Um, and I spend most of my time in my body where like for the first probably 30 years of my life, I spent most of it in my head or not even in my body. Um, and and it's something that um, I've I've noticed as I've started to become friends with like a a lot of just top performers um, and um, and and creators and and artists, uh, many of like the the most aligned, interesting, loving people that I know, the the, the people who I, I love to be around and who are super energizing, really just kind of live life through their intuition, which. You know, depending on your beliefs around God and the divine, some people say, you know, it's just like living my life according to God's plan or, you know, according to the divine blueprint. Um, for me, I literally do things that like I'm drawn towards or, or things that feel good or things that are energizing, um, which which then creates like this felt sense of heaven on earth. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I, I feel like I <laughs> there's the, <laughs> there's there's so much there's so much that just like wants to, like, I feel like I could just talk for the next 30 minutes straight because there's, because this is a, this is, it's such a great topic and it's something that, um, I feel like a lot of people don't talk about. So, yeah, yeah I mean, so. I, I think a lot of entrepreneurs and CEOs use their intuition, but they may be a little shy talking about it. And part of what mm-hmm. I want to achieve with this book and movement is that we become open about that. We use our intuition in business to make it more successful. So uh, it's. I think it's a really important shift that's happening right now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and there's so many. So I'll, I'll give a couple, um, you know, specific examples. Like when I when I walk into a room, you know, when I go to a conference, like an entrepreneurship conference or um, a business conference, or when I walk into a, a dome at Burning Man, I, um, you know, like when I walk into a room, there's typically like a felt sense of the three to five people who I'm there to meet. Um, it pretty much happens every time I go to a, a three-day event um, or, or a workshop. It's like I walk in and, and there's just like a felt resonance. With, how, how do you feel that? Is you, you notice it in your body? Do you, get, do you have a little radar in your body that tells you where to go to or do you have a knowing? Everyone yeah, has their intuition yeah. in different ways. So. 
Yeah, the the way that I the way that I um, experience it. So I've I've done a lot of work. I've um, I used to I used to be a yoga teacher. I got my MBA. I worked in human resources. I started a coaching business. I've I've worked with just like a lot of um, the world's best at blank. Like I worked with David Data around sacred sexuality, and I got my life coaching certification from Martha Back. And I worked with like Siobhan Moran around just you know, like the energy medicine piece. And um, so I've I've you know I I I consistently uh, seek out the masters because. Um, for me, like learning from a master is just the quickest way to achieve mastery. So I, you know, when I, when I walk into a room, so it's like, I, I've, I've done a lot of work and I've, and I've really expanded my, my consciousness and my energetic container. Um, so, so when I walk into a room, um, the felt sense that I have from the people who I'm, we'll say like, I have a divine appointment with, <laughs> um, which is language that I usually wouldn't say on an interview but if you're listening to this and you're you're special like michael and i um (laughs) so so the the felt sensation that i have it's almost like like they have room in their soul for me or like they have room in their heart for me or 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 there's just like like a there's this felt sense that like that just by being in relationship with them, um, whether it's just like dropping into a conversation or being friends with them or, you know, I've, I've picked up mentors and teachers like that where I've, I've walked in and there was just this felt sense of like, wow, this person is, you know, has a larger energetic container than I do. Or it's like, like there's just a felt sense of truth that this person has something for me. Um, and, and every time, I just show up to these people. I'm all, all often, I mean, I, I kind of live in a space of just like filterless communication from my heart to my mouth. Like I'm kind of well known for being quote unquote, like vulnerable or, or authentic. Um, for me, it's just a habit that I've picked up. Um, so, so lying is like impossible for me now. So I'll, I'll, I'll walk up to, to these people and I'll just say like exactly how I feel. So I might walk and say, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm noticing, I, I just feel really, really drawn towards you. Like when I'm around you, like I feel my heart, um, just kind of get, get bigger and you, you just seem really awesome. Who are you? And then typically they'll, they'll say who they are and it's really awesome. And then we go into like this super deep conversation on God or death or money or sexuality or business. And, <laughs> um, yeah. And it's, and then, and then, and then afterwards there was like, Oh my God, I'm, I'm so glad that I met you. And then I'm like, Oh my God, I'm so glad that, <laughs> that I met you. And you know, let's, let's do business together or let's be friends or let's, you know, do let's blank and, and blank is like whatever our heart's desire is with that person. Right. Well, you know, I think business is, uh, doing thing, you know, it's friends with value and money benefits. You know? mm-hmm. So you know, it's a sacred transaction, just like you know, a romantic relationship is. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so it, 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 sound, it sounds like that's a really useful skill because it, instead of being overwhelmed by there being hundreds of people in the conference, you just like are drawn to the the three or five people, how many there are that you have a strong connection with, instead of having to talk with dozens of people to meet someone who you feel a connection with. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. 
And then just coming back to where you say you ha- you now have this kind of lie detector in your intuition, that again sounds incredibly valuable for business. I mean, I'm sure most uh, business leaders, CEOs would love to have a, like a little flashing red light in their tummy that went off when someone was lying to them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and yeah, so so I've um, I've always been really I've always been really into into fitness and and health, and I um, I used to be a competitive powerlifter, and then I started teaching yoga. So and um, I I love to dance. So I've I've always been pretty pretty um, embodied. Um, but what I think what 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 really took my intuition to the to the next level was just telling the truth all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I. There's there's a couple books that came into my awareness. Uh, you know, Brad Blanton has a book Radical Honesty. Um, Sam Harris wrote, wrote like a short book called called Lying, and and I just realized, like I after reading these books, I I realized that there was never a good reason to lie. <laughs> that that it it was just doing me and the people around me a disservice. Um, so so and more, I, can you speak more to that? Because, I mean, I think a lot of people in business lie as an expediency. Yeah, so, yeah. And it's, um, yeah, and it's, and it's literally just like it's, it's draining their energy because it, um, so if you need to lie about yourself in order to get a, get a customer, like, like I, I had a friend um, back home. So I had a friend back home who was a realtor, um, and and there were just you know parts of his 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 life um, that he sh- didn't share with his clients, um, but but he he did that because he's like oh no like if they know this about me then you know they're not going to want to want to work with me, um, and I and I found um, just as I as I look at as I look at different businesses and, and, and even for myself, um, I'm, I'm thoroughly convinced that the more authentic you can be in your marketing and the more that like you take a stand for, for what you believe in and for, and for who, who you truly are. Um, yeah, of course there are people who won't want to do business with you. Um, but the people who, who do want to do business with you, like, like those are your people, like they are your, like your soul family, your, your raving fans, they are the people who will, who will choose you day in and day out because you're, I mean, I don't know, because you're, because you love like ecstatic dance or because you believe in aliens or because you, I don't know, you play in the BDSM space or because you're a digital nomad or because you're, you're, you're happily single and you don't have kids or because, you know, just like, like, like whatever, whatever your, your thing is. And I just kind of made those all off, off the top, off the top of my head. But there's, there's things that like people often hide from the world that like, mm. if they just f- fully owned, um, com- completely without shame and guilt, it would just magnetize, um, the hundreds, thousands, even hundreds of thousands of people that are, that are just like them. Mm. Um, and 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 then what what starts to happen too that 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 I've noticed and and that my clients have noticed that 
that when you, um, Martha Beck calls it a, um, integrity cleanse. Um, I just call it just telling, telling the truth all the time. Like when you start to tell the truth all the time, um, you just have so much energy because, because you're not withholding, um, any secrets or, or, or any emotions. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yes. Yeah. And people just feel that in you, in that authenticity in you. I mean, whether they, have the same interests that you're authentic about or not they feel your authenticity and um, I don't think this actually I think this creates more connection with other people by being open about who we are uh, in our businesses and mm-hmm. and let's take this to another level because I think often in business people you know they have people who work for them in their team and they don't tell them when they're doing a good job or a bad job um, mm-hmm. You know, how does that drain the energy as well? Um, yeah, I think that that drains the energy um, because because they're because they're because they're lying essentially. Um, so like so when 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 we don't tell our employees or our partners that they're doing a good job through praise and appreciation, we're we're holding back a, a piece of our truth about how much we love them or or appreciate them. Um, when I when I work with men, you know, who are fathers and, and husbands and leaders, I'll I'll ask them this question. You know, I'll say, you know, there's there's probably you know at least a dozen times a day when you think about your wife or or you like look look at her across the kitchen table in the morning or 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 you see her in the living room reading a book and like there's probably these thoughts that come in your head of like God, I I love her so much or. Or I, I, I love it when she cooks my favorite meal. Or um, I, I love how peaceful she looks just like sitting there on the couch. And, and they would say, oh, yeah, totally. And then I asked them, you know, how often do you actually say some of those thoughts? And they're like, uh, I guess I guess not enough. And, um, you know, one, one of my mantras is, you know, what you appreciate appreciates. Um, so I've, I've been really getting in the, in the habit of, um, uh, and 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 especially recently, I've been I've been actively in the habit of, of uh, appreciating the people in my life. Um, yeah, because 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 what you appreciate appreciate. So as a as a business leader, um, when you praise and appreciate your employees and uh, and 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 specificity is what counts here. So like when you're really specific about you just just something that that you really appreciate them about or just something where they did a really good job. Um, it, it literally like reinforces that in their beingness. Um, and you'll actually get more of it from them. Um, so it's, I mean, nothing but great things happen when we praise and, um, appreciate the people um, in our life. And then when we, when we hold back, um, the, the feedback and when we hold back the, you know the areas of improvement when they're not meeting expectations and when they're when they're not you know holding their commitments and agreements as an employee. Then we're I mean we're basically kind of like stunting their growth as a as a human. Um, we're creating this sense of resentment where we like resent our employees because they're not doing a good job. Like they don't know because they're not psychic. Um, and um, one day they will be psychic though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're we're. we're we're all psychic. Um, yeah. Just some of us haven't tapped into it yet. <laughs> right, exactly. But right, right um, now, when people can't read each other's minds, it's helpful to give to speak the truth. Yes, yes, absolutely. 
um, part, partly because then they, you know, everyone's in the same page, and also partly because if I if I've got a resentment about someone mm-hmm. who's working for me and they're not doing what they said they would do, even if I don't say it, my energy is just going to leak out all over them and everyone else in the team that I'm having. You know, I'm a little ticked off. And they won't know why, and they'll make up some story about how you know it's much worse than it actually is. Yeah, yeah, and 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 any resentment that you you have as a leader, um, that that is one hundred percent your responsibility. Like it's one hundred percent your responsibility as a leader to show up um, and to use your words um, to help, uh, right? Manage and lead and develop um, and support uh, letter on your team. Mm. And it's and it's not always comfortable, but I mean that's why you're in a position of leadership. Mm-hmm. So tell, speak a bit more about the, as a leader, you're responsible for that. So I think that's an interesting uh, viewpoint. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think as a as a leader, as a as a CEO or 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 a founder, I mean, you you basically gave birth and you created this this organization. Um, you know, which and and an organization is really just a just a shared context um, of people working together um, towards a, a common goal or a you know a, a common vision or or mission. Um, so you know you know granted, uh, everyone in an organization you know like who's responsible for the culture? It's everyone, but at the same time you know the. Whoever is steering the ship, um, ultimately, you know, it's um, yeah, it's it's your responsibility to like just to just to really lead and to um, and to be a leader, you know, not not to to be like a leader in in everything. So it's not like just the numbers, but I would go as far to say also the the energetics, like what. Um, you know, what kind of energetics are you bringing to the company? Do you come in every day all like stressed out and like resentful? And, you know, are there things at, at home that are unresolved? Your like relationships with your with your family or or with your parents? Because, you know, you bring that everywhere you go, um, which is why I'm like, I'm, I'm such a I'm such a proponent of, of personal growth because, um, yeah, just there. The, when and 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 men tend to do this uh, more than women. It's like they they focus on one and it's, it's their income or their sales. Um, in reality, like like everything goes into that. You know your you know if if you're if you're being super drained um, by your volatile marriage, um, there's just so much energy that's that's going. To that, you know, so much of wasted energy that you know that could be going to your health or to your business or to your to your children. Um, so, it, you know, the the work that I do with men like really supports them in being in right relationship with with everything in their life um, because that that's a possibility for all humans to be in in right relationship with you know money and women and men and and work and their sexuality and their spirituality and um and without being in a right relationship with that there's just a lot of like there's just a lot of pain and suffering that that really isn't necessary you know i i, I got this mental image of of 
a CEO bringing their baggage to work, all the emotional baggage they had. And there's this myth that you can compartmentalize and you can hide your baggage. And I just don't think that's true anymore. Yeah, yeah. And and, and what's awesome is that um, what's great for all of us is that uh, people are becoming more and more attuned um, to energy. People are becoming more psychic. Um, I'm, I'm what they call clairsentient. So I, like, I just, I, I feel like I feel other people's emotions, like in my body, I'm, I'm highly empathic. So when I, when I walk into a room, I just have like the felt sense of, of how the room feels when I'm with a coaching client. Like I, I have a felt sense of if they're, if they're angry or if they're sad or where their energetic blocks and constrictions are in their, in their system. Um, and, and, and that's only, and that's that's just very helpful for the human race. So so more and more of us are just like really fully stepping into our gifts and really fully stepping into our our full um, in my worldview infinite potential um, as a as a as a human being. And it's just a just a freaking great time to be alive. Um, there's there's so many there's so many markers I, I just heard an interview by Peter Diamandis who wrote uh, abundance and, and bold and there's just there, there's so many things that are getting so much better um, just around poverty and infant mortality and um, technology is like really allowing us to to create some pretty amazing solutions to problems that have been here for you know decades or hundreds or thousands of years um, so it is it's such an exciting time to be alive and, and, and part of that, um, also includes like exploring our, our, our inner space. Um, because I've, I've, I've worked with, you know, many men who making money isn't an issue anymore. Um, you know, they're able, cause they've created a, a business that can, you know, easily take care of their needs. Um, and, and what I love about achieving that milestone is that once a human being is able to, you know, totally they don't have to worry about money anymore um they there's this felt sense of like oh hmm i i have everything i ever wanted but i'm but i'm still not happy <laughs> now what and and then and then they go in <laughs> and then they start exploring their 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 inner space their their thoughts and their beliefs and their and their emotions and their uh, relationships to reality and spirituality um and for me like that's that's the place where i I really love to live. Like I, I love supporting men and um, evolving and upgrading um, their their internal landscape, um, which which ultimately leads to making more money or having the best sex of your life or just having a just a really joyful experience of being a, a father or leader or husband. Yeah, I mean, I I think you know there's this term in the tech world of the singularity, mm -hmm. yep. and I think I want to apply that to this inner space. Work, mm -hmm. that we're living in a time of great change in the inner life and maybe that hasn't been recognized so far but um, I just see this enormous blossoming of that and an enormous shift there so yeah and yeah and you know I'm not sure when so so if you're listening to this interview right now you know I'm not sure what the date and time is um, of where you're at but um, you know, right, right now it's, I mean, the, the, the things that are bubbling up, um, to the surface, um, in our collective consciousness, things like 
like racism and misogyny and just just even just like violence in general uh, uh bullying at schools the just like the the unconscious masculine just creating a lot of you know, sexual violence and just violence in general in the world you know the, these things are, are are bubbling up to the surface so that we can move past them and let go some of these um archaic more primitive more primitive ways of of being um which is great news um and right now as a human race we're we're all going through growing pains i mean i it's <laughs> um it's it's definitely been a, a intense time for for me and many of my clients and and many of my friends because we're 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 truly um growing you know, physically, spiritually, psychically, emotionally at an exponential pace, uh, because we're tracking with technology, which, you know, allows us to, to do things that we just weren't able to do 10 years ago. Like, like even just to have this conversation, you know, was a, like, this is a miracle 20 years ago and soon we'll all be hanging out in virtual reality and, and, and cooler, (laughs) uh, and cooler interfaces in, in the near future. Um, so, so for, for me, one of the big um, lessons has been surrender and just, just really letting go of everything that was and, um, and, and allowing, um, new paradigms and new blueprints and new ways of being around business, sexuality, spirituality, relationships, um, which it's, you know, it's scary, but, um, uh, evolve or die. <laughs> <laughs> so that that it, you know, I I want to take this in several directions. I, you know, I'm excited about this. That the you know, I've I've had a thought for a while that the technology changes are happening so fast now. It's impossible to run a business purely on a logical basis and a rational basis anymore. You've got to use intuition to make fast decisions. Yeah, uh, yeah. The amount of information that comes in and the changes in technology that occurs. Um, but what I'm realizing talking to you is that there's also, I, I don't know quite what to call this, but the inner space singularity or um, mm-hmm. there's a shift in how people are relating and that is impacting on business. You can't run business in you, as usual when there's that shift occurring in the world. Yeah, yeah. And and if you try and run business from a very like top-down, linear um hierarchical way um hierarchical i I didn't say that right but um your your best uh, employees uh the the most gifted tapped in millennials like they're not going to want to work with you Mm. um because there will be i'm not sure the older folks want to work with you either (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's yeah but Uh, it may come out in different ways because the younger folks may speak their truth and just choose not to work in that environment the older ones may just get you know backache or or other issues at work uh and not be bringing their full infinite self to work so you you just don't have a you know i've seen that in organizations where just people aren't engaged you know, mm-hmm. they, they show up, they do the work, but they're only doing 10% of what is possible. Yeah. I mean, I, I had a six figure salary at a fortune 50 healthcare company and I, and I, and I, and I had, I actually felt guilty about how much money I was making to do so little. Cause I, I didn't, 
I had so many like gifts and, and ideas and so much to share, but they only wanted me to like work on this like little project in this one department. And I just, I, I, <laughs> I, I had a conversation with uh, one of my mentors who was, who was like a vice president. I was in a, in a, like a human resources, uh, leadership development program. It's like high potential program for post MBA uh, grads. And, and she said, she said, Hey, you know, Michael, um, of all the people who step into my office, you know, probably hundreds of people a month. And, um, you know, you are definitely, um, like a 0% on the bullshit meter. And I said, Oh, wow. You know, you know, thank you. I, and I, I really, try and live my life, you know, in a really uh, authentic way with a lot of integrity. And then she said, have you thought about how that might be hurting you? Um, and then we got into this kind of like mm. deep philosophical conversation about chain of command and, you know, not, not always speaking up in meetings and, you know, going through your manager. And I, and, and that was a really pivotal conversation for me. Cause I, like, I, I just knew in that moment, like my, my days were numbered, because I, you know, I, I couldn't work for a company where I couldn't just be myself and share my full gifts. Like my, my, my intentions were so pure. I just wanted to help them make more money, reduce expenses, um, help, help more people. But, um, in, in, in some of these companies, like there's just very little room for, um, for ideas or, or innovation. And, and they just keep doing things the way that they've done them for, you know, the, the company I, I worked for was like a 125 year old company. Um, and, and, and that, and that has worked. Um, but you know, companies that aren't, aren't actively innovating. Um, I think I heard something like in 10 years, 40% of fortune 500 companies, um, will be, will be gone and they'll be ousted by, you know, companies that have like, haven't even been built yet. Um, and that's just the reality of business today. So, yeah, I mean, um, there's a lot of uh, disruption occurring mm-hmm. in the industries. And, uh, you know, if you're not innovating in your business, you are dying. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe it won't, won't collapse this year, but, you know, mm-hmm. 10 years out, you, it's going to be hard to still be around if you have made shifts and changes to, to keep up with technology and social changes mm-hmm. and this inner work change which I still don't quite have a good label for or name for it but I get what it is <laughs> that everyone's becoming more aware and they're bringing their authenticity to work and they're bringing their their whole self they want to be their whole powerful self and mm-hmm. have meaning in their work and if they don't have the opportunity to fulfill that, it, it's just both frustrating and it's a, it's a big loss for the organization. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I just, I mean, I, I just want to share just a, a possibility. So I, I live in a world where I, I only hang out with people who, who I, I love. Um, and yeah, it's, it's not even like people who I, I, I love, um, I, there, there is no separation of myself and my business and like my, my social self and my, my, my personal self. Um, I've, I don't recommend this for everyone, but for me, it was kind of a, it was a necessary part of my journey of coming out of a, 
religious cult. But, you know, for me, I've, I've pretty much shared most of my personal details online, my relationships with like alcohol or pornography or, you know, money or women. I've, I've, I've really shared a lot of like my internal blocks and fears and things. Um, and, and because of that, I, I, I have so much, uh, trust built with the world. I mean, anyone who's like, you know, read, read my blogs or heard, you know, podcast interviews. Cause I, I pretty much answer any question that, 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 that anyone asked me. Um, and, and I have just a lot of intimacy with some really amazing people. Like I, I, I look at the people who are my friends now and, and I'm just, I'm, I'm blown away sometimes like, wow, like how did, how did I get in, in this room or, or in this peer group? But really it was just just me authentically sharing who I really was which which shockingly when when I would share things I, I felt so uncomfortable um, about sharing and the thing that I, I thought would like make people run away or or abandon me the opposite happened like they just they loved me more because they were going through the same thing because you know most of us are going through like the same three or four core issues of we feel we're not good enough or we feel we're not worthy of love or we wish we had more money or <laughs> so so you know when i share that stuff there's just um yeah just so much love and support and 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 kinship and um love and connection that just started coming my way so i um yeah i i'm not i'm not a millionaire but i feel like a like a spiritual and social billionaire like <laughs> I I have this there's I mean there's there's really there's honestly like I I truly have no like desires like there's there's nothing that my heart's really aching for because it's it's just so full with love and connection with like really really great people um and and the work that I do you know, I've I've clients who regularly just send me like voicemails or write me long emails and like, Oh, I, I love you, Michael. And, and it's, and it's coming from like a really powerful, empowered place. Like they're not trying to, <laughs> they're not trying to like get my validation, but like, it's just like this like felt sense of like, I love you brother. And um, yeah. And that's, I just felt like sharing that. Cause that's, I, I would have never dreamed that the life that I'm living was, was possible um, based on the, like the religion and the parents and the, and the city and everything that I grew up in. Um, but it's, it's super possible. And, and the main two things that got me here were just, just telling the truth all the time and, and loving myself. <laughs> like it's, it's, it's actually that simple of just tell the truth, love yourself, tell the truth, love yourself. Um, and then, and then like magic and miracles start to occur on a almost daily basis. So we we talked a bit about telling the truth in business. Can you talk about mm-hmm. self love in business? Because I think that's not often talked about. Yeah, yeah. Self self love is is the everything. <laughs> um, when when someone um, when someone fully loves and fully accepts themselves and are and are able to to see themselves and observe themselves through the lenses of love and, 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 and compassion. Um, it just puts their, it puts them into a abundant state because they don't, they don't, they come off much less needy. Um, they just, things start to almost like magnetically come into their life, whether it's clients or, you know, 
dates or you know whatever they desire um and 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 someone who's not able to like love and appreciate themselves and and celebrate their wins and celebrate the progress that they made and have gratitude for the just the 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 hundreds of amazing things in their life i mean if, if you're listening to this interview right now like you're you're killing it at life <laughs> like you know you 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 are you're just you're you are living better than the kings of ancient history like you're absolutely crushing it at at life and um yeah so so without that self-love self-acceptance and and gratitude it doesn't matter like you, you, you could have a billion dollars in the bank and you'd still be miserable. Um, and you'd be like, man, why don't I have two billion? Um, so, so this, this mantra, um, and I got this from, uh, um, Elizabeth D'Alto is, uh, I, I am enough. I have enough. I do enough. Um, I enough. I have enough. I do enough. Like that's, that's my, that's my prescription that I regularly give to my clients when they feel like, Oh man, I'm, I'm not doing it uh, enough work. And, you know, I, I'm not hustling as hard as Gary V and I'm like, well, like, you're not Gary V dude. You know, you're, <laughs> um, and, and I, I am enough. I have enough. I do enough. Um, that's my prescription for anyone who just is, is, is having a hard time loving themselves. Cause, cause that's actually the reality. So you're, you're causing yourself suffering as you're arguing against reality. Like you're, you know, the, the reality is you are enough. Like just your beingness as it is, you like you are enough and, and you, and you have enough cause you just, you have what you have and that's the reality and, and you do enough. It's like, that's what you do every day. Um, and, and there's always, there's always more, um, as, as, as humans, like you'll just continue to get better and better. And that's just part of the, the evolutionary drive moving through you. And, you know, thank, thank goodness we're not perfect because life would be pretty boring. So I, I love that there's, there's always more to be. Um, but you know, even though right now as a, as a leader, um, and an entrepreneur, um, and a man, you know, there's, there's still some major developmental gaps for me, um, between who I am today and, and who I know that I'm, I'm possible, like what I'm capable of being. Um, but I, I don't let that make me sad or like make me feel less than I just, I just know that I, I'm, I'm in the perfect place. Um, everything is happening in, in due time. And, and I'm just, I, I regularly celebrate and appreciate, I mean, everything in life. Like I, I get to do this podcast interview. Like this is such a joy for me to be able to talk about, some of like my favorite subjects with, you know, my Michael who I had lunch experience. I, I get to be doing this right now. Um, so yeah, that's a bit about self love. Just, 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 just recognize all of the, like all of the amazing things that you've already created and experienced and, and the amazingness that you already are. Um, and then from there, you, you literally fill up your cup. Like you're, you're moving through the world with a full cup um, instead of being on, on fumes and being super needy and like needing people's attention and being attention seeking and just like sucking the life out of the room. I, I think the ability to bring self-love to, to work is key here because 
just think about how that affects everyone else in your business, how it affects all your staff, how it affects any vendors you work with, how it affects uh, clients you have, how it attracts prospects. Because how can they love themselves in your business if you don't love yourself? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And um, as the leader, you're the role model for this, that you, you, know, you love yourself, you're enough. They then get that, oh, it's okay for them to love themselves when they're around you oh, and hopefully in the rest of their life. Yeah, yeah. And it's, uh, it's okay for, for them to make mistakes. Um, I, don't, I don't believe in failure. Um, it's okay for them to like. You don't be believe in failure. Tell, tell us more about that. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, I just I just don't um, like like someone someone who someone who fails is not a failure. Um, and I mean every every failure that I've ever had was actually a victory because I like I I lived to try again. And um, the I think the. The, the greatest failure is is having knowledge or wisdom or or gifts or capabilities and and not fully sharing them with the world um, because it's you're basically hoarding your your gifts and and you're not creating any value in the world when when there's so much potential value um, in you so um, so so stop it because we all need your help <laughs> and uh, yeah I just I I I really don't believe in failure because I, um, I'm I'm not like I don't do this 100% of the time, but I've been I've been much more aware about it. But um, when I go into, you know, like a business or dating or social situation, um, before I go into it, whether it's like a a new project or um, a new creative endeavor, or you know, if I go to go to some conference. I, I actively let go of expectations. Um, so I, um, yeah, I, I, I move into new things without expectations. Um, and then whatever arises, like is a win, um, whatever arises, I'm, I'm kind of surprised by, um, and it, and it allows me to just see everything with, with fresh eyes, um, sort of like through the eyes of a child and, I move through the world in, in a in a pretty constant state of awe because I, I just have no expectations of how things are going to go, um, and it's it's a really fun way to live life and uh, and 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 this is something that I mean it's it's really taking uh, years of um, <laughs> years and you know over a hundred thousand dollars of personal development and I mean you know it's like I've definitely had my I've put in my 10,000 hours around um, many things and just like a lot of, a lot of practice, um, a lot of spiritual practice. Um, but the, it just, it just keeps getting better and better. And, um, that's, that's something I've been saying a lot with my friends lately. Like we'll just be sitting around having, having dinner and I'll, and I'll say, wow, isn't, isn't it cool that like, this is the suckiest version of us. Like, like this is the worst that will ever be <laughs> we're, we're just going to continue to to get to get wiser and just have more and more and more awareness about life like how, how cool is that um so yeah those are you know those are just some of the ways that that, that i view life which creates the result of of more joy more happiness more sales you know more 
I, I, I make more money as a, as a happy person than a, than a depressed, miserable, resentful person. Um, I, I certainly wasn't born this way. I was, I've been suicidal, you know, many times in my life. I had a lot of depression. I pretty much drank most of my twenties away because I used alcohol as like a numbing and a coping mechanism instead of just feeling my feelings because I didn't know that you were allowed to just cry as a man. Um, and yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Cry or, or laugh or, or play. Um, and yeah, I, I just turned 35 this year and, um, I, I have the maturity, um, to, um, I have the the maturity to stay stay true to my commitments and my agreements, um, but um, I also have the ability to let myself um, just totally be a kid. I mean, I, I have so much fun with with my friends and and my clients too. I I bring this like these energetics of of play and laughter and silliness into my coaching and and it and it helps lighten them up and. One of my friends, Amateo, said this at his conference. He said, uh, enlightenment is the process of lightening up. <laughs> so he was like, so just, just laugh. <laughs> just you know, give yourself permission to, uh, to, to laugh and play. And, um, and I think that's a, that's a reminder that I definitely need um, as, as a leader and as someone who really strives to be like on the cutting edge of um, consciousness and, and beingness um, to... Um, just to create like new healthy models of masculinity and, and, and beingness in the world. And, uh, and, and I've definitely noticed there are, there are times where like I put so much pressure on myself to like be this like perfect man. Um, but that's, <laughs> that's, that's not helping anyone. Um, so that, so then I just stop it and then I just laugh and like, look at my, look at my scrambled eggs in the morning and just like, God, like, wow, I'm, I'm eating eggs and, I didn't even, I didn't even have to like pluck these and I'll, I'll just, I'll just think about value chain sometimes. Like when I go to whole foods and I'll, and I'll think about the amount of labor and work and love and technology and just all the things that it took to like have this kombucha in my hand. And I'll just kind of blow my mind with like the, the, just the miracle of life and how many moving pieces that there are. And, and that's true in business too. If you, if you, you know, have a business to think of all the different people and all the supply chains, all the different mm-hmm. pieces of software that tens of thousands of hours were spent writing, just so mm-hmm. you could have, a, you know, an easier business to run through all the tools that you use in your business and your staff use. It, it's a miracle, really. Yeah. Truly. Oh, and I just want to loop this back into the innovation because I think by letting go of expectations and having a more playful way of being in business, that can let innovation blossom in your business. Um, and that's a key for surviving in all this change and thriving with all the change that's going on. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Something that um, I love about, about myself, which uh, which might almost sound arrogant to say, but I love myself enough to say is something I love about myself is uh, I'm super humble and I'm super receptive. And what I mean by that is like I I kind of move through the world like like everyone everyone is God and, and everyone has a message for me and everyone has something to teach me. And I'm 
uh, just like everywhere I go, whether I'm in the wine at Chipotle <laughs> or I'm, I'm doing grocery shopping, I'm, I'm, I'm just so, I'm so receptive to, uh, learning from, from life itself, like, like learning from nature, learning from, from children. Oh, I, I've been super into hanging out with kids lately. I, some of my friends are having children and I mean, I'll, I'll just sit there and, and just be with them and, and just, just have all these insights about, about business or relationships. Well, what's the last insight you got for your business? Uh, I mean, they're, they're, they're just so, they're just so pure and, and angelic and, uh, and, and when they're sad, they they cry and, you know, they'll, uh, a child will go from, from crying to laughing <laughs> in, in, you know, point, point one seconds. Like they, there's, there's no filter. Um, there's no re- uh, repression of, of emotions or, or of their truths. Uh, and, and because of that, they're not, you know, they don't have all this baggage in their relationships. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if I think if young children, you know, typically less than three years old in my experience, because after that, they, they often get a little socialization going and it, they kind of shut mm-hmm. down some of yeah. that stuff. Uh, yeah. You know, sometimes people make it into adulthood without shutting that stuff down. But I think often we come into this world with all this uh, spiritual gifts and intuition and and then we close it all down and then sometimes later in life we open it back up again um, and yeah if if children had the the intellectual understanding to be able to do business I think they would be better business people than a lot of adults oh I've 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 thought about that i've actually had that as a business idea like like what if my board of directors were like a bunch of five-year-olds like i i i honestly think you know like well they could be for your spiritual directors yeah i I don't know if you've had this idea that you you have got you know you can bring in a spiritual board of directors and have guides so you certainly could have children there to give you you know what's the energy to go for yeah yeah i could yeah, I could just show them like different products or services or like packaging and yeah. and if they like it, they'll play with it and if not, they'll just cry or be like <laughs> kind of disgusted by it. Right. They don't they wouldn't that. lie to your face like, you know, some yeah. people would. <laughs> wow, very cool. Well, I I've really enjoyed talking with you uh this uh Michael. Um if people wanted to find more about you, how would they find you? Yeah, so um, you can find me on on Facebook. I have a public profile. I'm super active there. It's just it's under my name, Michael Rostowski. Uh, and then my two websites are rostowski.com, which is my my personal blog, and it just has a lot of my journey over the past five years. Um, and then uh, theschoolformen.com, which is my that's like the that's where a majority of my my current uh, time and uh, awareness is going going to uh, supporting men and just really growing this global community of men committed to mastering the game of life. Fabulous. Well, thanks so much for joining us today. Yeah. Thank you so much. I, uh, yeah, I, I loved having this, this, this conversation and, um, and just for, if you're hearing this interview, um, if something that I said really piqued your interest or if you feel like, you know, it'd be a good fit to, 
do some work with me or, you know, explore these topics deeper. I mean, I mean I'm super accessible. So just reach out via Facebook or my, my, my website and um, we'll, we'll talk. All right. Thank you, Michael. Get strategies and show notes at intuitiveleadershipmastery.com. What would it take to see you here next time on the Intuitive Leadership Mastery Podcast?